is an emergency podcast edition of the 3-in-1 Podcast. Oh, shoot. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, the international man of mystery, international Ian Lamont Morgan. What's going on? Excited about this, man. And from the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Great. Great. We are, we are minus one, three and one minus one, without our uh, fearless colleague from the city of Cincinnati. Couldn't make this emergency podcast, but we're going to hold it down without him. Keith, we're thinking about you. Y'all, he's just moving, so he's busy, so it's not nothing serious, so don't, don't, don't uh, gather the intercessors for this one. He's just he just had some other stuff going on. <laughs> and this is a great opportunity to have a, a, a dark skin only podcast. None, hashtag none. colorism. Hashtag blackout. Hashtag. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> none of that light skin stuff, man. No <laughs> hashtag no splash brothers. We in here. Back. We back. Yeah. Biggie Smalls, Wesley Snipes. Uh Midnight, let's go. Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp. Tyrone Hill. Dikembe Mutombo. Yeah. Out Michael here. Cage. We out here. Woo! <laughs> so, <laughs> unless you've been living under a rock uh, for the last, I don't know, 24 hours. The whole reason why we're having this emergency podcast is because Kawhi Leonard has been traded. Um, we've been waiting for this domino to, to fall for quite some time, but Kawhi and Danny Green were sent to the Toronto Raptors for DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a protected 2019 first-round pick. So, Ian, what's your first reaction to this deal? Oh, it was nice. It was just... I think Toronto came so late into the picture that it was just like, what? Um, <laughs> so many different things that we had heard. So many things. I mean, we're waiting to hear. We saw the Lakers talks fall apart. So I think everybody was just uh, looking to see who it was that put together the, bo- the best deal. Um, and for a minute, I I just thought he was going to stay in San Antonio. I knew that would have been ugly, but uh, that's kind of what I was expecting. Well, there was so much stuff falling falling apart, but... Out of nowhere, <laughs> um, Toronto for the win, maybe for the win. We'll get into that, but yeah, uh, yeah. It just, it just kind of, it was random. I think because it was the middle of the night too, right? I was, uh, I was. Uh, it started. It started when I woke up in the morning. I had a bunch, I had a, some alerts saying the trade was imminent, but I think it started. It started happening uh, a little overnight. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what? Um, yeah, three and one listeners. I uh, definitely overslept today, so I woke up to <laughs> text in the group chat for three and one, and that's how I found out. Um, and actually, <laughs> so my wife she woke me up because I, I overslept a little bit, so she she woke me up. And she was just like, um, "No, good morning. No, babe, you're late. No, hey, this is what time it is." She she woke me up like. Kawhi got traded to the Raptors. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, wait, what? I talked about her later. She was like, I knew that would get you out to bed. So, um, well, if you want to, if you want to hear what my wife, this is what my wife told me when, um, when she woke up. 
That was it. She went to the bathroom and then she didn't talk to me again until about nine oh five. Oh man. Eight or excuse me, like eight thirty five. I think that was when we finally exchanged words. <laughs> so You know what, y'all, she's just not a morning person. That's just uh, She's absolutely not a morning person. That's exactly what this is about. My my dear, dear sister, but Man, I, it it was just it was super unexpected, man. And now it's it it was it was confusing for a second, just to be straight up. Because it, who was it that we were just hearing about that was trying to put together a package? Because it wasn't Toronto. I know they emerged in the last couple of days. I, I don't know. In, in my mind, I had another team kind of fixated as the team that might come through and swoop them up. I was still waiting to see if the Clippers were going to make a bigger move or, or something like that, but. Yeah, here we are, and uh, then the world was Twitter was on fire, and everything. So it was fire. good to have some great fire. Yeah, it was good to have some exciting free agent news this late in July after so much shakeup. The first couple of weeks of free agency, for a couple of days of free agency. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it kind of emerged over the last couple of days that Toronto was the front runner, and it's just one of those things you don't believe when you hear it because it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and at first, when I heard about, you know, they were front row, I was like, man, if they're able to add Kawhi Leonard to DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, that's that's a nice little that's a nice little core. I not knowing that the deal would include DeMar DeRozan. Um and then I also assumed that they would okay, they're gonna get OG Ananobi out of this deal. I like OG. He could be a good a good uh perimeter defender, can hit the open three. And then I kind of saw the deal and I was honestly disappointed by what at first glance, I was disappointed at what San Antonio got. I was hoping they would get a more, a higher prospect than Jakob Pertl. Mm. Um, but they do need a center. Um, you know, Powell, Powell is right now their only listed center. Um, and he's, you know, nearing the end of his career. Pertl's at, at least athletic, um, plays pretty smart. Um, I'll be interested to see what Pop can do, how he, how he can kind of maximize him. Um, and then I, you know, it's, it's easy to look at the playoffs and, uh, especially how they lost to Cleveland and, and not be as impressed with DeMar DeRozan. But the one thing that they were missing last year without Kawhi was somebody else on the perimeter that could get them a bucket. And if DeMar DeRozan could do anything, he can get a bucket. Um, so if you get any, if you get LaMarcus Aldridge anywhere near what he was last year with, um, a, a very talented and still in his prime, Demar Derozan. You have a team that's at least, um, at least interesting, and then you add that with some of the young players they have and Pop, um, who you know is going to coach these guys up. It makes for an interesting team. How good they are, you know, time will tell. Um, this is going to be a much. Uh, this is going to be a different, a different looking Spurs team that we've seen in a long time. Um, I think their projected starting lineup right now would be. Um, DeJounte Murray, DeRozan, probably Rudy Gay at the three, DeMarcus or LaMarcus Aldridge at the, at the four, and probably Powell at the at the five. Um, so, so, you think, that, go ahead. So, so you think DeJounte definitely starts over Patty Mills? Yeah, I mean, he was a starter last year. They had Patty Mills coming off the bench. I got you. I mean... They, yeah. but they replaced they were they pushed Tony to the bench so they could start DeJounte. So That's right, that's right. I got you. And he was a, I believe DeJounte was a second or third team all NBA defense. I mean, um he was yeah, he it, was something else. Um he's still really young. So I think he's he's still got some room to get better. 
Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued by them. You know, we'll see kind of how they how Pop is able to kind of work his magic with them. But and then on the Orlando side, I mean, the, excuse me, the Orlando, the Toronto side. I mean, obviously Ka- Kawhi Leonard is an upgrade player wise. I just don't know how much better this makes the Raptors. Yeah. Um, yeah, just with how good the East is, the top of the East is going to be pretty strong with Boston and Philly. I just don't know if this puts them in that upper echelon or just kind of as a lateral move for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what that what that lineup looks like. I mean, you know, I know you got Kyle, I guess Danny Green. Yeah. Kyle, Danny Green, Kawhi, and probably what, Serge and Valentunas? Yeah. It's not, it's not what I was hoping for from them. I mean, I I think I was saying back, way back when I hoped that they picked up Dwight, which I understand is, they. I mean, they're, Ooh, they're the Raptors. Yeah, they're they're in a they're in a yeah they capped out, ain't they? Yeah, they don't. They're they're over the cap. They're <laughs> yeah, the cap. and that's so I understand. I get you know different stuff like that. I I think their front court needed more attention for them to be really viable, but this. This is quite a splash. Um, Kyle Lowry is not a point guard who has to have the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he actually had a pretty high percentage on catch and shoot threes. And so um, if you remember the last time we really saw Kawhi um, playing, he was, he was starting to look like LeBron James to me. As far as how San Antonio was utilizing him, they were running the offense through him. Whether it was in the high post, whether, you know, there were some instances where he was bringing the ball up. You know, there were some instances where he was on the block. And uh, and they would run stuff through, you know, uh, backdoor things uh, like that. And uh, Kawhi, got to get a man credit. Last we saw of him, he had really worked on his passing. Um, his jump shot, of course, we've seen over the years. His, awesome, his offensive game is really... Uh, taking a step forward, and uh, that's funny. You can say the same for Demar Derozan. They asked him to shoot more threes, and he he came mm-hmm. through on that. So uh, um, yeah, but back to Toronto, I I think that they have an assembly. You can't sleep on those bench guys. Um, I, I I credit them for not having to completely gut their their young talent. Or gut their uh, the, the core of what made a difference for them. Those guys coming Absolutely. off the bench that they thought would make a huge difference against the Cavs, but didn't. Yeah. But they're young, you know, and and that's promising. And so, um, at the very least, I know it's been talked about who won the trade and all such things. But you know, you're looking at getting more playoff experience through adding a guy like Kawhi. Uh, you're look you're adding more playoff experience to these young guys and strengthening the chances that they will be strong professional players, even if Kawhi experiment fails and they don't make it to say the Eastern conference finals and Kawhi leaves, you still got a young core that you can build with. Um, So I don't know. I mean, but it does seem like Toronto's in win now mode. So they may not, I mean, you, you think they're done? I mean, I don't know what else there is for them to do, especially since they're over the cap. They don't really have any um, any way to add any other players. Um, I guess it have to be man, trades. Is, it would have to be trades, but I mean, what on what on that roster? If you unless you break up some of those young guys, are people even going to want? Nobody wants Serge Ibaka, especially at the price they're paying him. Yeah, um, they're paying. They're basically pl- paying current Serge Ibaka what Serge Ibaka from five years ago should have been paid. <laughs> 
Um, and he is nowhere near the player he was. Valanciunas, they've been trying to trade basically since he signed that deal, and no one is interested in him. He's just too, just too old school of a center. Um, I mean, my big, my big thing, and what I think could be the the reason why this doesn't work is because Kawhi doesn't want to be there. He absolutely does not want to be there. Yeah. Um, and we saw last year with the Cavs, they made the deal for Isaiah Thomas, brought him in, and Jay Crowder brought in Dwayne Wade. And, and the chemistry just didn't work, and it sunk the team morale. And then as soon as those guys get off the team, LeBron smiles for the first time in eight years. You know, you got guys doing hand signals and clapping and doing <laughs> LeBron hitting game winners, and people are actually excited to play basketball again. Like, that stuff matters. And yeah. um, it's it's he's he's made it quite clear that he didn't want to go to Toronto, and he's made it pretty clear that he doesn't. He still does not want to go to Toronto. Um, so yeah. a this is a big risk, and then you're bringing in a a guy who you're gonna if you're gonna have any success, you're gonna need to play big and be a guy that buys into the team concept. And if he's not in the right mind frame, this could get this could get ugly really fast. I hated seeing that story about him. Uh, and this is the thing. I mean, Kawhi Leonard has, has slowly over the last year become a villain figure yeah. um, in the NBA just because of – I know I personally I – I took offense to him sitting out um, when I felt like he was healthy. Of course, you got the reports, uh, but the fact that they were conflicting to the degree that they were, I felt like he was healthy and just didn't want to play because he just didn't want to play. Um, you got teammates and, and different things pining for him. Uh, Kawhi wasn't talking to the media, so that's the other thing to consider, that you weren't really getting a side from him. Just reports on what was happening or what his uncle's saying and everything like that. Now people hate his uncle. I don't like his uncle. I never met the man, but I just don't like him <laughs> just because of some of the stuff that was happening. And Shout the fact out to that, Uncle Dennis. Right. <laughs> that he's advising. Yo, I checked out his website and uh, never mind. Oh, my God. Um Hey, man, it's, it's, it's all about etiquette. It's just weird to have this etiquette, <laughs> this professional etiquette website. <laughs> and uh, you got a guy who's not talking to anybody about why he's doing what he's doing. Um, but the narrative is kind of be, being written for him in a day and age where between the Players' Tribune and, uninter- and un- uninterrupted, there's so many different venues that athletes have gone out of their way to make available so that the narrative isn't written for them. And so, I mean, then you got the Twitters and the Instagrams. It's just kind of weird for somebody to remain silent when you got Tony Parker taking jabs at him in the media. When you got Pop saying, you know, if you want to know what's going on with Kawhi, ask him, ask his team. And so, you know, yeah, I I hated all of that stuff. Um, Then, you know, you get the trade requests, everything. Now, all of us, that's, that's all we've been talking about. He doesn't have a no trade clause. He can't make them trade him to L.A., but, you know, he, he went about it smart, put the feelers out that he would not sign anywhere but L.A. And uh, he still got traded to another country, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which we talked about. We said, Pop, you know, if he could trade him to the G League, I think he would. Um, you know, he ain't too far off. You know, go go ahead to Canada, young man. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, him, I mean, just this floating out there, it's not even, I don't even know if it's from him, but uh, just the whole thing about him maybe sitting out a year. If he does that, you got to think that damages his stock for the next summer, right? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, it more so it, it hurts his, um, 
um, his credibility amongst players and exactly. organizations. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if you know he wants to go to L.A., but if, if he's willing to sell out a year just because he's not in the situation he wants to be in, I mean, what what does that reflect on the player? Yeah. Um, and I see a lot of people comparing this situation to the Paul George situation, but Paul George actually wanted to go to OKC. He was mm. friends with or had some kind of relationship with uh, Russell Westbrook, um, and he was excited to go play with him. Uh, Kawhi has no such allegiance or excitement to go to Toronto at all. Um, so I just I I understand the risk for Toronto. They're not. They don't have any upward mobility. They have these young guys, but they're not necessarily the core pieces. Their core is um, up there in age. Um, and, you know, Kyle Lowry is on the backside, if not out of his prime. DeMar DeRozan is squarely in his prime. Serge Ibaka um, is on the downside. And Valanciunas is on the downside. Um, so you're in a rough spot where you're paying these people that aren't necessarily at their best. So you got to make a move like this to give yourself a shot. If it doesn't work, you can kind of clear the deck and and start a rebuild. But this is a tough, tough, especially in the East where you finally get rid of LeBron. And then the ironic thing to me is that now they have all these guys that theoretically can guard LeBron. You bring in Kawhi, you have OG Ananobi who did a, I don't know if you could say a decent job because LeBron had a great series, but uh, he looked like he looks the part to guard LeBron. He was serviceable. Uh, um, but now you bring all these guys into guard, not LeBron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just it's hard. It's 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 a tough. When you look at who, excuse me, won or lost this trade, it's tough to say. I mean, I I think, I think that San Antonio may you know when it's all said and done may end up winning the trade. Demar, they weren't going to get a star for Kawhi Leonard anywhere. Um, everybody else pretty much what to give them just pieces, um, young pieces and draft picks. I mean, even Boston didn't want to put Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum in any deals. Apparently, Philly didn't want to put Markel Fultz in any deals or Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. So um, if you're pop and you're that organization and you're trying to win now, you're not really thinking about, oh, I want to we want people that will develop. Um, they're good enough to win games now. And so DeMar kind of keeps that window open. Um, he's an elite scorer. Whatever else you say about him, he can he could get you buckets um, on the perimeter. So you pair him with Aldridge, that system where they can kind of. I think they could. I think Pop could really maximize um, Demar defensively more so than he's ever been in his career. Um, and that you know ball motion system is going to be good for Demar. Um, I really think. You know, this this at least puts them in the conversation for what, maybe a four or five seed. Um, does it make them a legit contender? I don't think so. But at least keeps them in the conversation and maybe, you know, down the road there's one or two moves or tweaks they can make, or maybe Murray or one of these other guys makes a leap. Um and, and you never know. So but for the Raptor side, I just it's a lot of risk. And I just I don't I all the scenarios I'm running, I just don't see him coming back for any reason. Hmm. <sighs> well, on on I mean, I was thinking about it. I mean, it's it's cool to see talk about all star going east, right? I guess, yeah, kind of, yeah. And just they, thinking they about, need, well, they traded all stars, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I mean, I was just thinking about how it affects the landscape of the Eastern Conference. So, I mean, 
power rankings wise, I guess if I'm thinking from the top, whew, maybe if they can get this thing to gel, if Kawhi does play, and if he really like balls to his potential, I think you might wedge Toronto right there in between Boston and Philly. He's like he's that much of a difference maker. If they find a way how to you know to utilize him to his fullest, and I know you mentioned how some of their guys are and, and uh, you know what's going on with them, but I mean, Serge Ibaka is what twenty seven. Allegedly, uh, I know he's yeah, older than yeah, that. I think I think twenty eight. I don't. I don't think he's uh he's one of the two. Um, and Valanciunas isn't that old. I know Kyle Lowry's about thirty one, something like that. Serge is twenty eight. Serge is twenty eight. Allegedly. Okay. Uh, Jonas, okay, I'm looking 26. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, there, there, there's a core there that is not like they, they should still have four or five more viable years to make a run at this with the roster that they got. I understand, you know, some guys will have to sign and all, but this year, I think if they can get it all to come together, Serge Ibaka can just resurrect a, a ounce of the ghost of OKC Serge. Um, I mean, but that's that's been the whole problem with him. He just is not. He he doesn't want to. He, he has. A, he's been on a, on a athletic decline for the last three or four years, starting with the year before they traded him out of out of OKC, and they knew they were gonna have to pay him all that money. That's why they made that deal to get Oladipo with Orlando. I mean, do you um, think his athleticism? I feel like everything died when he started. You know, started trying to shoot jumpers. And you yeah, know that's the definitely... mid the mid range was cool, but when he expanded and he decided to step out to that three point range, I mean he just it seems like he lost all hunger to be at the basket protecting and grabbing boards. Yeah, but I mean even you think you think remember Prime Ibaka was a great shot blocker. Um, he was athletic enough to get out on switches. Yeah, um, and that's just not there. I mean. 2012 2013 he averaged three blocks a game in okc at the age of 23 now at 28 he averaged 1.3 in toronto this year so you think so you Uh, think he really did there's really been like some degeneration i think i mean i think so i mean you used to i'm I'm just trying to think of i can't really think of a good comp but athletically you weren't worried about him out on the perimeter guarding people because he could move he could block the shots he could stay in front of people i mean the year before that he averaged 3.7 blocks a game i mean that's crazy that's crazy that's nuts um and it's just i i think the athleticism is a big part of it because he can't get out there and guard i mean lebron salivated on the switches with surge um he talked about it openly, <laughs> uh, especially in that regular season game they had. Um, that last one, I think, where they blew them out uh, before the playoffs. So, I mean, he's just been kind of a state of decline. He averaged 12 points a game last year. Um, 52% or 55% from the floor isn't bad. 36% from three. But he's just really not having an impact um, on games in a positive way. And so paying as much yeah. as you're paying for surge and Jonas not being able to really guard out on the perimeter, really being an old school center, it really hurts them to not get the the production and versatility they need from that front court. Yeah. I hear you, man. It's, uh, it, they got their challenges. They definitely do. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess when we, when we think about ranking them 
in in the East as far as what's currently there, even with those issues. Um, to me, it's still Boston one, Toronto two, uh, Philly three, and I think I'll give four. I give four to Indiana. Uh, I want to say Washington, and and yeah, I don't know. Even they added Dwight or whatever, but I just think Indiana still kind of got the edge there. If we're just talking about the top four, yeah, I mean, I, Boston is to me is the clear one as long as everyone's healthy. Um, to me, I, I still think Philly's that number two. Ben Simmons and Joel Joel and B. This is the first year they're both healthy, um, and so they're just figuring out how to play with one another and. Um, they're still going to get better. And this is really the first full quote unquote full season that Joel and B played. Um, True. So they're still getting better. Mark, Mark Fultz, I still think could have an impact on this team. If he can get his confidence, right. Um, he can help them. Um, I really like that team at, at the number two spot. Um, and then I think Denver kind of falls into that three, four, five range. I kind of like Indiana a little bit more than them. Old Depot. Um, if he keeps putting the work in, he's going to be a solid player. If Miles Turner can stay healthy for this Indiana team, I really like the moves that they made in the offseason to add some more playmakers, some more depth. Um, Doug McDermott, who's a good shooter, I like what they did. Um, another year of chemistry yeah. with them. is. Uh, I really like um, Aaron Holiday from um, from UCLA. I think down the road he's going to be their point guard of the future. Is, is that where Tyreek went to? Yep, yep. Goodness gracious! I mean, they yeah, that's, they're that's, really that's they're a really stacked team now. Yeah, and they got Kyle Quinn from the Knicks to help with their uh, front court depth. Um, that's right. Oh gosh. Yeah, they really. I, I'm really liking Indiana. Um, what they're doing there. Washington is kind of the to me they're they're kind of the wild card because when Beal and Wall are he- healthy, there's no better backcourt in the Eastern Conference. Um, but the biggest question mark is just them actually staying healthy. Um, and I actually like some of the things they've done to add some depth with um, Austin Rivers, um, bringing in um, Dwight Howard, I think is a, an addition. Um, but the chemistry is going to be an issue. Um, if it was just about basketball, I mean, I, I love their, I like their roster. Uh, but Dwight kind of brings that wild card in the locker room sense, in the locker room that's already kind of fragile. Um, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of that. And then kind of, um, looking at Miami, Detroit, um, kind of filling out that bottom, and, and Charlotte possibly filling out that bottom of the conference. Um, the Knicks are kind of a question mark because um, KP is coming off that injury, and they've got a lot of young players they're trying to break in. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Toronto could still fit in that, I'd say, four, four to six. And then we didn't even talk about Milwaukee. New coach, another year of growth from Giannis. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that how that conference kind of shakes out. Even with no needs, Jabari, he's not in Milwaukee. I know that's what I'm saying. Even without him, you still got them at least you know vying for six, seven. Yeah, I don't think they needed him last. I don't think they needed him, um, and he didn't have much impact on them in the playoffs. I think. I mean, you know it, what? You know what? I completely agree with you. <laughs> they don't need him. Nobody needs nobody. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> but I like I like Jabari another year. Jabari. Hopefully, Eric Bledsoe can give them something. Um, yeah. Chris Middleton is solid. I r- actually really like them getting Brooke Lopez, um, a center who can space the floor. Uh, who they, they've never really had from that center position. Um, 
and will for, it would allow them to not play John Henson any more meaningful basketball minutes, which is a <laughs> huge plus. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of interesting teams there, uh, but yeah. yeah. But uh, Toronto, they're there's I don't know if they're a serious contender in the East, but they're they're still kind of in that mix. Definitely, yeah, man. Well, I don't know. When I think, I mean, in Western Conference, I, I guess I got to think about how this affects the Spurs, yeah, um, and where they fall now. Just, um, I mean, got Golden States and Houston's. I still, I still give Houston. The tentative two spot, uh, but honestly, I think Utah is coming. Yeah. Um, and then I, I still got OKC, and uh, ooh, I guess I put Golden. I, I put San Antonio around six, seven, but um, for me, Denver, I'll put a little bit ahead of them. Mm. Um, I guess I just like some of the things that they've done. It's an abstract collection of, of guys, but I, I, I think. You know, with with <laughs> with Jokic, you know, who I do give credit to be a to be a pretty solid big man, um, and with the way that he goes about the game and what they've surrounded him by, um, you know, I, I I can't help but kind of think that Denver might just outshoot uh, their way to maybe like a six spot or a five. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm not that high on Denver. Um, defense is always going to be a problem with this team. I love kind of their young talent. Um, but you know, adding Isaiah Thomas doesn't help their defensive issues. Jokic is a problem on defense. Um, I just they're they're missing something, and I just don't know quite what it is. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is an interesting piece down the road, but we have no idea what he's going to give them this year. Um, yeah, you know, Golden State's clearly the best team. I think Houston's going to take a big, uh, not a big step back, but a noticeable step back without Ariza and Umba Mute. Um, I, I honestly think that. OKC could kind of slip up um, to that two and three range. Um, they're able to get rid of Melo and play a little bit more how they want to play, especially defensively, um, and use some of those athletes like Paul George, Jeremy Grant, um, Andre Roberson, those guys to to guard out on the perimeter. Um, I, I really like that team. Utah is a team that I think a lot of people are sleeping on. Um you know, Rubio played well for them last year, especially in the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell's going to take a step forward. Hopefully a healthy Rudy Gobert. Um, hopefully Dante Exum can stay healthy. He showed some things in that Houston series guarding James Harden um, that really interested me. Um, and then I think L- they kind of fall into that group with like Minnesota, L.A., uh, Lakers, San Antonio. They're kind of in that mix. Um I mean, the one thing you do know about a pop team is that they're going to be well coached. They're going to be ready to go, and he's going to maximize the players that they do have. And like I said earlier, the one thing that they were missing last year was somebody on the perimeter that could get a bucket. Um, and with the, without Kawhi, that was a clear hole for them. So you add DeRozan into that with LaMarcus, yeah. um, you've got a good one-two punch. And then that system, the way it runs, um, there's shots for everybody. And hopefully a guy like Murray can make a step forward. Um, he's an all-defensive uh, team performer on defense, so you want to see him be a little bit more aggressive on offense and have an impact there. Um, the big question mark is, is is Manu coming back? Is that a hole that they're going to have to try to fill this offseason, or does he give it one more run? Um, are they a contender? I don't know if they're a serious contender to win the conference, but they're definitely a player and a team that will, that will have some say-so in what goes on. 
Yeah. If anybody can take the assorted toys in the toy box yeah. and make it make it look like Neverland, it's, it's <laughs> Greg Popovich. He's done it with the international guys and, and just, you know, cats that we cats that we've gone we've seen um oddly enough, his players go on from his organization yeah. to play well still. We talk about Brad Stevens and other guys, other system coaches who their players leave their system, and um, <laughs> IT lost superpowers. <laughs> but you know, I, I feel like guys leave the Spurs organization and they are legitimately just better players. Yeah, and so um, yeah, it, it'd be curious to to kind of see, man. Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, just wanted your thoughts real quick on this 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 mellow Atlanta talk. You know, do you think he brings them to championship prominence if he signs there? Well, I don't think he's going to stay there. I think um, whatever happens, if they make a trade, it's going to be a trade for the other team to waive him. Um, oh, okay. For them to pick up some assets. Um, I don't. I don't see a scenario which Atlanta would even want him. Um, I mean, the deal that is proposed, I just don't, I don't understand why Oklahoma City would want Dennis Schroeder for any reason at all. <laughs> um, and that was, that was my thing about them is that they did, they would not have replaced this. I understand Melo wasn't fantastic, but he still gave him what, 15, 16 the game yeah, last year. Yeah. And, and they still haven't replaced that scoring. And so yeah. I, I understand, I appreciate the, the defense. And even last year I was quoted on this podcast not really being high on Andre Roberson, but I will admit his impact on the game is 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 clear. Whether it be his um, I mean, and the defensive impact that he has on that team, uh, the numbers will show it. But uh, I don't know. I, without them replacing scoring, because I mean, I'm sorry, you got to get buckets in the league today. You can only you only gonna be able to stop Golden State so much. So I don't know. That's that's a big question mark for me. Yeah, I mean. The, the issue with Carmelo is that he just wasn't as successful as you would want in that um, yeah. you know, catch-and-shoot opportunities. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're hoping that maybe if those shots are going to other people, those shots are going down. But And you're, you're giving those – especially defense. I mean, defensively, they were special last year when Roberts was on the field – on the court. So you're hoping that um, your defense kind of kicks up a notch and you're able to kind of manufacture enough points. And then with Russ and PG – um, they can make enough plays for you. So, yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll be it's, that. That's kind of the last domino. I think the big domino to fall is the where does Melo end up? Does Houston make make the move to get him? Does he end up with one of the LA teams? Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Or, or is there some other team that we don't even you know we're not even sure or haven't even heard of? So, still a couple more moves to be made. But um, yeah, man, it's. NBA offseason, never a dull moment. That's right. So we're getting near the end of our time, but you know we always leave you with our parting words. So, Ian, give the people your parting words for tonight. Yo, I want to shout out Greg Popovich. Uh, Just want to give him his due for just his composure, just for being the epitome of, uh, dare I say, uh, Grace, even through this time period with all this stuff going on with Kawhi, had to be frustrating. Lost his wife in the meantime. I think Keith gave a shout out to to Pop um, in one of the previous weeks, but I just wanted to echo that. Now that this Kawhi saga is over, um, and no, San Antonio might not have come away with everything that they wanted, uh, but he successfully uh, shipped Kawhi to Canada. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> but also uh, just looking at, you know, I know he, wel- he welcomed uh, and talk- talked about how thrilled they were with DeMar um, and even said, you know, Kawhi's not going to stop being a great player. We're thrilled with, Kumar, with, with, uh, with DeMar, but, you know, wished him well and that he thinks he'll be great. And that's just stuff that knowing Pop is not just lip service. Yeah. Um, you know that he actually means that he thinks that guy will be great if they have a conversation down the line. I think this is a, uh, a Kawhi's a teenager and Pop is the parent. And later on, I think Kawhi will come back and be like, you know what? Maybe I did trip a little bit. But, yeah, long story short, just want to give a shout-out to Pop, how he handled the situation. Uh, while San Antonio may take a step back in the near future, they are still the epitome of class in the NBA. And look, before I get my parting words, I was I just thought about this. Team USA minicamp opens up soon, and DeMar DeRozan yep. and Kawhi Leonard are supposed to be there. Hey, bro. <laughs> I would love to be a fly on the wall <laughs> with those guys walking through the locker room for the first time. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but my parting words are going to go out to uh, the Reggie Millers of the world, the Tim Duncans of the world, the Kobe Bryants of the world who spent their whole career with one team um, in this yeah. era of free agency and player mobility. Um, that may be a, a thing of the past. And, you know, this week we saw Kawhi Leonard, a person I don't think any of us think would ever leave the Spurs. It would kind of carry the torch left by Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw DeMar DeRozan, who next to Vince Carter has been the face of that Toronto Raptors organization and had really bought into being a Raptor. Both of those guys get traded for each other. Um, you know, it's it's hard. You know, you're used to rooting for a guy and you see him in a certain jersey. Even seeing LeBron in a Lakers jersey is going to be so weird next year. But, yeah, man. But shout out to those guys that are part of a dying breed, guys that, you know, stay with their teams for their whole career. You know, I, I am all for players going where they where they want to go and, and making the best decision for their careers or for their families. But also salute the people that stuck with their teams through thick and thin. Uh, were loyal, were faithful, and trusted their organizations. Um, no shade to anybody, but just want to salute those guys. And good luck to Kawhi and Damar. I hope that they're able to make the best out of this, out of this situation and that their careers continue to go on. Yes, sir. So that's it. That's another episode, an emergency episode of the 3-in-1 podcast, our Kawhi pod. Um, <laughs> in Cleveland, Ohio. It's International Ian Morgan. Good night, world. Um, giving regards to our missing comrade in Cincinnati, Keith Turner. Oh, Jr. shoot. We missed you today. Keith. Don't leave us again, man. Hashtag blackout. And it's your boy in the capital city, <laughs> Columbus, Ohio, Malcolm Morgan. Thank you guys for listening to the 3 in 1 podcast. We'll see you all next time. Peace.